0: Bull of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Empty panel room, like especially socially distant with people with masks. So what what was the layout here like?
1: It depends on the company. Like Microsoft's was, I mean, it, it seems like the bigger budget folks, because you know Netflix did the Geeked Week thing this past week too, um, they, they, and they had like the the two hour video every day or whatever. If they have they have that that kind of vibe. Although Microsoft's production values were like way higher, but um, you know, stage with. You know, somebody on physically on stage, no mask, talking about the stuff. And then they would trade executives kind of like they would at the normal E3 presentation. But there's no crowd. So it's just tight focus on the stage, one person at a time, unmasked. And then just the highlight reel of video game video. Sometimes they'll have like a virtual thing where like somebody looks like they're standing next to you in some of these other presentations. But mm, I'm not sure if they really were. And then other times they're just like, fuck it. Just, here's all the games. We're just going to talk over it. You're not going to see a single human being. Just, you want the games? Here's the games. Which, hey, you know, is not bad either, but definitely not the same as years past.
0: So in that latter scenario, they just run a bunch of trailers?
1: Yeah, it's basically a lot of trailers. And then occasionally, I think I think Square Enix had like, a, like an interview with one of the developers. So they were just like, you know, footage of the dude in his home or studio or wherever it was, just, you know, professionally filmed, just the dude just talking by himself about stuff, and then they kind of split-screen him talking and the video game footage, and...
0: All the world is Twitch now, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. What an <laughs> apocalyptic scenario. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goddamn nightmare. It's
1: all just Twitch and Zoom all the way down from here on out.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> it's definitely tricky right now. Did you watch the uh, the virtual con for the Disney, Disney Wish? no oh man that's <laughs>
2: hmm. that's something
0: else yeah they went to like great great lengths like every five minutes it reminds you this was done with socially distanced people when they're not wearing masks no one was within a mile of them and it's still like all artist comp- comps anyway but uh, yeah if you want to spend a cool ten grand you can stay in the princess tower suite evidently
1: great <laughs> with everybody six feet away from you at all times
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't well no, I, no so, some cruises have resumed
1: Yeah, inexplicably to me, but whatever
0: Well I- Italy was not feeling it uh, there, There's there's riot footage to greet people coming to Vecchia. <laughs> so enjoy that <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't
0: think the rest of the world shares the American apathy for COVID Probably don't <laughs> Well on that note I- I'm going to welcome you all to this episode of Full of Cinefairy Podcast I'm Cyrus Moradzavi of Kirkland, Washington. With me, with me from the uh, the great realm of Texas, as always, is Ariel Rodriguez.
1: Greetings from Texas.
0: <laughs> See if you were here, I was going to introduce you guys as Des and Troy. Oh. But uh, he's he's I don't know. I think I think his children have uh, demanded his attention.
1: <laughs> he's burdened with a different kind of purpose.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's press on though. Like it's Wednesday though.
1: <laughs> they are the new Fridays, apparently.
0: <laughs> Talk some Loki. Yeah, Talk
1: that Snake. was a that was an interesting first episode. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. I mean, I expected weird stuff based on the trailers and what have you. You know, fun weird scenes and and what have you. When I got, I think we got more than we bargained for there. There was, we kind of leaned in on some of the, I don't know if it's if it's like kind of a Terry Gilliam <laughs> vibe or what, but it was uh, mixed with Lost or something like. that art deco stuff. The The vibe of it was just cool and weird at, at lots of times and pretty funny. Yeah, it was, but it was also like more character focused on Loki than I guess I expected. I expected like, okay, when's the plot ski really going to get going here? But it was enjoyable. I mean, I, I was there for it. It just wasn't what I expected. Uh, I guess going in, in terms of, are they going to throw Loki into a situation and get going? Or is it going to be, you know what it was, which was, you know, examining his himself uh, further as part of the overarching story, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: They appear to have chosen a very interesting way to decide if he's a protagonist or antagonist. They've, they've, they're crafting a series where they're teasing that he's going to be serving both roles simultaneously. <laughs>
1: yeah, why not both?
0: That's yeah. the ultimate character exploration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It didn't knock my socks off, at least as a whole, but... You know, I definitely enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to next Wednesday. <laughs> Same. we're doing that now, right? Yeah. The thing I came with, away with, and this is this is going to be pro- potentially really random, is do we as a culture, nay, as a species, undervalue Owen Wilson? Oh. Thespian. He was great. He's always great. Yeah. And I didn't really realize that until I watched that episode.
1: It seems like his his mannerisms, which, you know, he doesn't change from role to role very much, uh, I think maybe are what everybody kind of pays so much attention to. But when you get past it, and I think, I don't know for what, re- for what reason uh, this time around with Loki, it seemed like maybe it's just because I've seen him in so much other stuff now that I'm just, I can look past that and kind of get more into the character beyond the the, the owen wilson stuff and there was a lot there i thought it was you can tell there's a lot in the background of of mobius there that that you know we're going to explore and, and work with and um it seems like i mean it, the, the show mostly or at least the first episode revolves around those two right you get a lot of time with those two so you've got to like them and uh, loki was is already easy to like we have how many hours of film time with him I'm, I'm here for more Mobius as well
0: Owen Wilson has been the other guy for 25 years now and within the realm of acting there are people that are you know your consummate actors they they're given a role and they try to become that but there is a type b where regardless of what they're doing whether it be say Ian Malcolm or the <laughs> Grandmaster still fucking Jeff Goldblum yeah and that's okay. and that's okay exactly because you're there for Jeff Goldblum. Owen Wilson is, a, is, upon reflection, is a great example of this second kind of actor. And I just I, I think it's time to give him his due, whether we're, now that he's Mobius or Hansel or <laughs> the, ro- the weird rodeo guy from Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he had a dog also I, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> or was that Luke Wilson? I always get him confused. No, uh, good opening, I thought.
1: Yeah, and I mean... Are we finally going to get a multiverse out of this thing i mean other shows and movies and whatever have kind of joked about it or had thrown red herrings about it we haven't you know we haven't seen any footage from dr strange the second the new dr strange movie so we know of course that will deal with it. it's in the dang title but is this like going to be that because of the sacred timeline and how the, the variance is, is loki or loki but what are we going to call evil loki Loki evil Foki? I don't know. The The internet culture is going to have to come up with a name for the other Loki once we see him. Um, like, are, are one one, or both of them going to mess up the timeline and create a legit multiverse with different realities? For realsies? It's, uh, the show feels like there's a lot of potential to tackle that stuff after some time teasing teasing it net without not really getting their hands dirty on the Marvel end of things with that.
0: They've grown to great lengths to establish that there's not a multiverse up to this point. Right, but as you say, and that that Doctor Strange uh, title suggests that that's coming.
1: Yeah. So, is this going to give us some some extra stuff to think about and play with until Doctor Strange comes out, or will the, the sacred timeline be preserved? We're gonna get Kang, all kinds of nerdy questions.
0: Well, to Kang, wonder about. Kang is coming. We know that, right?
1: Yeah, in Ant Man three, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get some some hints gestures
0: how many episodes is this slated to run
1: i don't know i thought it was like falcon and winter soldier length like six ish episodes but i don't i don't know for sure okay they're longer they're like they're an hour they're not 30 minutes or 20 whatever minutes like wandavision was
0: okay so yeah but all right so, so half a dozen probably sound is about where they're where they're gonna land out
1: i mean it doesn't that i guess that's just past the premiere of black widow i'm just trying to understand like the does marvel have like a metagame they're playing of like you have content up to a movie and then new content after, or is there like a bridge or are they, are they okay waiting? You know, they're going to throw a few trailers at you. If, if the TV show well runs dry for a bit while they prep for the next movie. So it's interesting to me anyway, thinking about like how they, how they meet the content out to people.
0: Yeah. It's a bit like one division. And there was a lot not said in this, in this pilot episode. I mean on the other hand it does have to it has to establish a lot too it's it's pretty out there but premise wise and it's asking you to accept a lot so it does have to bring you in with and run, run you through the rules you know a through j or whatever
2: <laughs>
1: time travel is always tricky too right if they're going to keep playing with that you know that it, it's, it's it's hard i feel i feel like it's narratively difficult to, to tackle and be consistent especially in you It's not just in this one show. You've got to make sure everything works out with whatever the next films and shows you know tackle with with the same concepts.
0: I, I know um, business-wise, they have to be delighted that they've created this beast that demands that you watch all faucets of it. <laughs> Although <laughs> "demands" is probably too strong of a word, but um, improves upon it if you if you do that. It re- rewards you for being uh, super immersed in it. But, to your point, the the problem with that is you do have to be very, very careful whenever you widen the scope. And going fourth dimensionally here, as they, as they appear to be, <laughs> it's about as wide as it gets.
1: Yeah, between this and Eternals, it's getting pretty pretty wide, uh, conceptually. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, go for it, Marvel. Hell, go do it. Just, you know, I'm sure they're sweating bullets about <laughs> How they're how they're getting it across, like how the audience is taking it, and and what they're actually doing, and you know whatever Kevin Feige, you know, does this Feige magic, um, but
0: um, this year is I mean, gonna it's gonna have to be Feige magic. They they've reached an inflection point with this where I I don't know if you can just jump in anywhere and be mostly okay anymore.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, th- it's to their benefit and to their detriment because it le- allows people to have little niches, right, where you can kind of just live in your Guardians of the Galaxy zone or your your captain america type zone or whatever but if you really want to if you if you're thinking about marvel you're approaching as a newbie saying well i want to get into marvel it's like well there's a lot so you might be too paralyzed to even start and so like their growth in terms of audience it'll be interesting to see how they handle that for sure you know that that disney plus <laughs> little uh the marvel little uh brick that you go you go into marvel world or whatever sure yeah. i wonder if they're going to reorganize that somehow to like I don't know make it more approachable for folks as opposed to phase one phase two phase three phase four you know it's going to be overwhelming if not already uh that's with some, with some respect
0: it's a it's a literally a billion dollar question uh <laughs> but until 2021 i, I would have been like if you just if you're not interested in like a space thing you can skip the guardians you're, you're gonna be okay i mean yeah they'll show up in avengers three and four but you'll you'll be all right i mean they, they've done a very good job of establishing those and reestablishing, as they need to, those character dynamics on the fly. But WandaVision really required a, a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And Loki looks like it's going to as well. And, and if you
1: if you go jump in another movie, I don't know, two, three years from now, and White Vision shows up, what are you going to think if you didn't watch WandaVision?
0: Right? It's like, why is Paul Bettany even paler? What the hell's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's his, where his generals? I'm confused. <laughs> I was promised genitals. No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we've got enough topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the scope is getting to a place where it's, it's going to be tricky to come in for the uninitiated. And with all due respect, I don't think eight-minute Legends episodes are going to quite <laughs> fill the gap.
1: <laughs> they're trying. God help them. They're trying.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And they're not – I've watched those just out of curiosity they're not horrible but i mean i don't i'm coming to it with all you know having watched it all already so i have no perspective on how useful it is to catch up before a show starts or a movie comes out or whatever
0: i find them useful because i i've forgotten things because the uh the canon is so dense now but for someone who's truly uninitiated i don't know that it helps very much at all i mean just trying to explain what the cosmic cube is I don't think that was, I don't think they did a very good job with that at all, unfortunately, (laughs) but we're in a streaming world where we do, people do stream more and more of their entertainment. So it probably just doesn't matter. They just probably commit and watch the damn thing.
1: Yeah. And maybe they find some YouTube videos that explain it better. I'm sure there are tons out there from folks.
0: I think I just came up with a, the plot of our next podcast. (laughs) It does help that those, that first film is really, really strong. You decide well, all right, I'm just gonna start at the beginning. You get you yeah. get to go watch Iron Man.
1: Odds are you're gonna like it.
0: And they're very, very close to the disaster in this regard though, because if if the second film not so great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, yet, you know, it, it lives on. It has its fans, it's people don't say, Oh man, Iron Man 2, what a what a clunker or whatever. Oh or no whatever. no no I'm not talking about Iron oh, Man. Oh, you're too. talking about Incredible Hulk.
0: Yes, you've blocked it out of your memory, I see.
1: I, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Hulk is a yeah, that's a weird. I guess there's some legal stuff there where like they haven't been able to do the, and maybe She-Hulk will change this. Um, but uh, the rehabilitation of that, like you know how they the shows do a lot of cool things, and I think one of the the, the things that they, they do is I think you were just you were even talking about this a few minutes ago was they they kind of improve upon the previous material, or they add new facets to it, or they make it more interesting, or the ramifications make it worth you know appreciating. Thor Two, or Age of Ultron in ways that people didn't when those movies came out, taking them at face value for what they were. then you kind of watch a few things now, which granted requires a lot of commitment. But those movies are kind of almost made I would not I'd hesitate to say better, but more interesting because of the references that things later on go go back and pick from or or pick elements from to emphasize in in later TV shows and things. And I wonder if Incredible Hulk hasn't had the chance for that. Because of this weird, I think Universal Pictures or something has some weird rights fights with uh, with Hulk as a character. So he can't have his own movies unless they have some influence. Yada yada yada, whatever. Um,
0: Those first films were not distributed by Marvel.
1: Yeah, that and or too. DC. The, or
0: DC, yeah. or Disney. They DC. weren't owned by
1: <laughs> yeah They weren't owned aren't. by they weren't owned by Disney, right? They were they were their own studio then, so they had to have cut some kind of distribution deals and stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, But you're right. It definitely didn't. Incredible Hulk didn't uh, land too positively, and then you don't really see the Hulk again. So you don't really get to revisit that character until Avengers, which by then success is already (laughs) assured. Almost, Uh, it's an interesting case. I think you're you're bringing up an interesting point here. Like, yeah, that people don't talk about that movie a whole lot, and but that character didn't get in the dumps really because they well they recast it and and then it doesn't show up until literally the most popular movie in the franchise at that point uh back in 2012. I know Tim Roth is coming back for the uh the She-Hulk show. I just read that the other day. So oh, it's got me cool. wondering if uh there's going to be some <laughs> of that rehabilitative aspect to to She-Hulk in addition to whatever other kind of cool and crazy new stuff they're going to do.
0: Yeah, to be clear, I don't think The Incredible Hulk was a disaster, but sure. it's 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 one of their more it's definitely one of their their uh Least, I guess, least successful films, but both financially and creatively.
1: It's going to be at the bo- towards the bottom of most people's list, right? Yeah. Top power 20, rankings. whatever. Yeah.
0: But uh, Iron Man, by way of comparison, I think is quite high, and it, they did start there. So, yeah, I think that's going to actually end up being really important moving forward for the fandom. It, it does seem like they're moving into a place where casual fans are just not going to be able to watch these things anymore. Yeah. And that the brand is so strong at this point that I don't think it matters. But time will tell. In the way that I think... I feel like there's people that haven't watched Star Wars that still (laughs) know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father because it's so culturally ingrained.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And oddly, at a time when that became culturally ingrained at a different time, right? Like, it's not that it happened right away, but even, you know, a few decades ago... Things just stuck in the zeitgeist in a different way than they do right now, right? Because like, e- even even mass media, yeah, mass media, the the in, the the internet, you know, over the top streamingness of it all means the variety of choice you have and the niches you can find yourself in, which are all well and good, you know, go into whatever niche you want, but that means you're not going to get this like everybody reads the Sunday paper and reads about how you know Empire Strikes Back is amazing or you you know it's the, there's just not the same cultural water cooler necessarily as there once was i think people try to you know not people but we have systems in place where twitter is kind of the to some extent the water cooler of of the internet but it's it's often very dirty and poisoned uh and doesn't you know doesn't give you (laughs) the togetherness that you (laughs) you'd expect so i don't think that's the same the same type of thing it's just a different world so for marvel to build that popularity and and kind of Extend it forward, and these times uh, it should be interesting. Uh, the challenge to get that Darth Vader's Luke's father type cultural or, or rosebud, bed, right?
0: Yeah, the there, bedrock. There, there, there's stuff. Some, there's some things that just they become part of the zeitgeist, and I think Marvel's close. I mean, I I have loved it since I was a child, and I, you know, the the box office, would suggest it's it's as <laughs> successful as anything. Avengers uh, Campus
1: at Disneyland is going to help, yeah. right? Like you just have all of this disney's gonna make sure you you eat sleep and drink marvel stuff right yeah uh, i remember i don't know how many years ago it was now i was walking through the the grocery store and like they just had like disney disney branded fruit like fresh fruit yoda will give you a lime and and uh captain america's gonna toss an apple your way and it's just like a bag of fresh fruit with a slap of marvel sticker on it disney will do that to you <laughs> ubiquitous
0: okay. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I I don't know if I took a photo of it, but I'll have to I'll have to go find it. It's just wild. Like you know, if it's that, if if they've gotten down to fresh fruit, you know that you know they're gonna make sure you see it everywhere.
0: Uh, Captain America, the toilet paper, Excel. Store.
1: Yeah. If that doesn't exist already, I'd be I'd be surprised. Give me that Avengers <laughs> A logo wrapped around a roll of toilet paper, individually wrapped for four dollars or whatever.
0: <laughs> I think I have arrived in the fact that I will pay thirty bucks to watch Black Widow when it comes out on July 9th.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I was really hoping I'd be able to watch it in a theater, but I don't I don't think the logistics are gonna work out. So I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna pony up for uh was it called Premier Access or Disney Plus some something. I mean, other. yeah
0: exactly right yeah.
1: Um yeah I'll be there on opening or whatever day, streaming day. I don't know what do you want to call it.
0: I think that ter- that will have a term on July tenth. <laughs> this is my pronunciation. <laughs> like what what the hell is we got to we got to get this a name for something. Yeah. Yeeting? No, we've already used that. Damn it. <laughs> so what else is is filling your non-loki days?
1: <laughs> um Anything right now or playing games? Starting trying to get back into playing some games. That uh, Assassin's Creed game that came out Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I should say. Uh came out. Man, I think that did it come out in 2019? <laughs> might have come out in 2019
0: i think it was the the great shanty crisis of 2020
1: okay right maybe usually it comes out on the holidays and i think they didn't have a release this past holiday so i think it came out like november 2019 but it's a those games have gotten big man those assassin's creed games the the two previous origins and odyssey like those were like 50 60 70 hour games and i think this one is bigger still, <laughs> so it's like kind of never ending. Uh, try, you know, trying to chip away at it a little bit more uh, lately. At the, this, uh, I have a PS Five. I was able to uh, acquire one through uh, legit means without overpaying or or having to murder someone, which I guess would be illegitimate means. Um, but it's it's hard to get one of those things. And I, I got lucky on a.
0: I'm <laughs> impressed. Were you just uh, the right place, at the right time, or what? Happened? Yeah,
1: right, right. It, you know queue in the right online store at the right time to hit checkout and not have it disappear from my cart uh, after trying a few times uh, and it worked out so I'm excited for the new Ratchet and Clank game that just came out I'll, I'll be picking that up soon but I'm uh, playing through uh, AC Valhalla and uh, like I said I mean I'm 64 hours in right now and it's like I think I just finished the second act <laughs> yeah like yeah it's like there's a lot more going on being a viking is a it's an experience in uh, ninth-century England, which, where you where you hang out most of the time.
0: Ah, uh, ah, the Danelaw. Yeah, uh, that might endure for a while. That shortage, I possibly right because of that processor chip plant fire, which is yeah. why I won't be able to buy a car until the, <laughs> we don't need cars anymore.
1: Well, I, I <laughs> as a, as a semiconductor industry. Uh, member or worker however you want to look at it impresario uh, yeah <laughs> i'm in there uh so then i'm not going to give any any stock advice or anything so folks if you're waiting for that you know forget it but uh the the car thing is interesting because they they just screwed up man they're going to blame it on like you know fab fires and stuff but it's like you thought no one would buy a car in 2020 so you dropped all your chip orders and then you re- you forgot it takes months to make the chips And then you tried to pick it back up, and those fabs are like, well, we already gave our fab time to these other people that make iPads or whatever, laptops, you name it. And so you're screwed. And plus, you know, chips for automotive things also have, like, a lot of special specs because they have more extreme temperatures and lifetime expectations and all that stuff. So it takes longer to make those, and they just made this giant gap in the production schedule these fabs and they're like okay we'll find somebody else who wants to pay for it you know build stuff with us and now they're trying to catch up and they're just, they're just they messed it up
0: so that suggests that we might have more ps5s if i'm understanding this correctly
1: i think that the newness of that system and the chips that go in it um and the the, the complexity of it um means that they're, they're just building them as fast as they can um, but yeah, that at some point the, the 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 scarcity will go away as they scale up uh, more more production. But I don't, I don't think the car thing and the PS5 thing necessarily overlap. But there might be a little bit. I, who knows? I don't see that kind of stuff at the, any detailed level. But I know the car thing is because people made bad business decisions because they didn't want to spend any money because they thought people nobody was going to buy a car. It turns out everybody wants to buy a car now or rent one, <laughs> and it's a mess.
0: Well, yeah, because you can't travel anywhere anyway. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. They're not thinking ahead. They're just thinking, you know, right in front of their nose, not, you know, oh, the pandemic's done. People are probably not going to want to fly anyway. We should make, we, keep, we should oh, keep I making cars. think
0: they ain't going to be able to.
1: Yeah, that's fair. You know. This is,
0: oh my God.
1: And then, yeah, they, but also, there was a fab that was on fire and, and the, you know, yeah. stuff like that. You know,
0: that. you're walking me through this and I'm looking back and I'm kind of embarrassed. I should have realized that was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Now there's one plant responsible for all the cars in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah. I that mean, it's like, unlikely. Yeah. And I mean, and they could have placed orders with another, like there's plenty of fabs. Yes. They're all trying to maximize their time, but there's plenty of other fabs that do stuff that they, they could have found a second vendor to, to go build stuff with. They just didn't want to. So here we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alone in our driveways. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just... <laughs>
1: Cost you four hundred dollars to rent a car wherever you're going for the fourth of July weekend or whatever.
0: <laughs> or or you can take a U-Haul around the Hawaiian Islands. That's a thing right uh, now.
1: Oh, okay. Well that's that's one way of solving the problem. You know, U-Haul and <laughs> Penske or whatever will get you yeah, big that's... orange and big yellow, we'll take you around.
0: <laughs> I, I'm like not, not even kidding. This is like an actual problem right now in Hawaii. <laughs> wow. There's so <laughs> there's so few cars to meet demand. People are like having to like U <laughs> Haul around fucking Oahu.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Enough, the Hawaiis had to come out I was like, please don't do that. They admit, <laughs> I guess they invented like their own, their own version of Uber, just to like. <laughs> Dang. Yeah i I don't have it. There's no words. There are literally no words. <laughs> how stupid the situation is. But I was excited to reopen, but no one apparently planned for it.
1: Crazy. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that, that's the. That, I'm doing a lot of gaming lately. Uh, just fin- I finished Castlevania Season Four. Uh, I think oh, so that we... ended well and I know they just announced that they're doing a new Castlevania with the uh, descendant of the characters in the past or current however you want to look at it yeah Richter Bel- Belmont yeah the uh, the hero of um, what's it called Rondo of Blood the Castlevania game for SNES PlayStation same same dude um,
0: who because I, I I'm working my way through season 4 as, as we not as we speak but Nowish, ish uh, What if the Belmont becomes Dracula, though, I think, in the lore?
1: Dracula or, like, uh, it, it's, Gabriel, it's Richter. Gabriel,
0: but Belmont, right?
1: Maybe. Also, Richter becomes some kind of evil thing, oh, so that'll oh, be good. interesting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night, I think, are, like, kind of um, uh, tied together, where in Symphony of the Night, the game, you play as Alucard, who we know from the show, Correct. but you're fighting Richter, who you don't know as Richter, I think, at the beginning, but Ha ha. Spoilers for like a 30 year old video game. Uh, it's 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 uh, Richter. 20, corrupted. Think, 20, whatever. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that that'll be interesting to see, you know, are they going to play that whole rigmarole out over multiple seasons in a Netflix animated show? Or are they going to do something completely different? Because I think the the current series has no video game. It pulls elements or whatever, but the storyline is not from one of the games.
0: Is Alice involved?
1: I don't know. Okay. I don't think they mentioned it in the announcement. Seems like that's still...
0: Historically, Warren gives back. zero shits about established canon. Yeah. So if he's involved, who the hell knows? If not, digging into that becomes a real possibility, and I think a real tasty uh, tasty treat, potentially.
1: Yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, all the non-Castlevania stuff that you know, has come out about Warren Ellis, I don't know if that means that they're... Yeah. Parting ways with him, or or what? He's still yeah. credited on the se- on season four. He's still Correct. like at the, at the, in the title card or whatever.
0: As created, I haven't watched the t- the, cr- the end credits though carefully. Is he not involved? Do we think or?
1: I don't know. That's a good point. I I didn't look at the credit the end credits too carefully either. Mostly because that was like next episode, next episode. Yeah. He's I, I, at the end of the last episode. I did notice that he, they still put his uh, production logo any you know for his involvement on the production level at okay. the end, but I don't know if again if that's like a courtesy, like at the beginning title card that says created by or what.
0: That's probably a contractual obligation. Mayhaps he's he's established and he's got like legit representation. And I think that's typically how those kind of things work. As long as the talent knows what the hell it's doing. All right. Well.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, but New Castlevania is coming, so that that's it's nice to see Netflix kind of continuing to invest in some franchises that do well for them. Like, you know, you know I, I think they do have a, a, a opposite polarity reputation of like, well, they only let something go for three seasons and then they'll cancel it. Cause whatever doesn't bring you subscribers after that point. So it's nice to see or, four or seasons after three th- minutes for Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Didn't watch that. And uh, not gonna now. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. there. Was, yeah. It seems like everyone was just like, meh. <laughs> yeah. Although I guess it did, I it was briefly in the top ten, right?
1: I thought so. I thought I thought last time we even podcasted we were talking about how it was like up there, mm-hmm. and then that like
0: actually does look <laughs> bad. That means people stopped watching it. Yeah. At least I think so. I haven't. Mark Miller has been curiously quiet on social media, though. Hmm. There there are no good signs coming out of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeesh.
0: Sweet Tooth has nice buzz.
1: That's what I hear. It doesn't catch my eye, to be honest. Um, not that I've really watched even the full trailer. I've seen the clips from the trailer or whatever. Just not vibing with it for whatever reason. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the Masters of the Universe trailer they're doing?
0: No, I should have watched that. I just, I just all of a sudden my social media timelines were blowing up with with He Man stuff.
1: Yeah, they're they're doing it, man. Kevin Smith. They say it's a sequel to the show, which I don't think the show had much of a overarching plot to begin with. Uh, it was pretty much just you know no. Skeletor, He Man fight, rinse, repeat, throw in some extra characters.
0: Masters of the Universe is very much from that era when um, Reagan era policies had allowed for uh, mass commercialization of kids' IP. So it was just enough to sell toys often, right? And the fact that things like say master of the universe and uh the transformers a better example happened to be good also was kind of an accident <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: but yeah a sequel of some sort uh the the trailer was impressive i for at least i thought so um even though it's mostly just like a bunch of you know clips with some hype uh that, i think the, that's the bad, animation though. style is really cool and the, some of the some of the the, the the spectacle, the powers that you know shown were got me really excited.
0: They're going to have a tough road to hoe, though. Um, they're being in the shadow of Noel she Raw series. Yes, that that's going to be the the point of comparison, and that's a really good show.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I just yeah, Netflix has a hard time like letting these things since it's all just kind of in the jumble on the in the app and whatever. How do you how do you nicheify it so that Things can kind of coexist without negatively affecting each other in some ways, you know? It's tough. It's tough. Like, there's a bunch of other animated series I've watched over the last several months, maybe last year, that I think have gotten kind of lost. That, like, they're just not discussed that much. Oh. Let's, uh, let's like, talk about them right now, if you don't mind. Like, Seis Manos. Have you seen Seis Manos? I haven't even heard of it. It's like a Hispanic kung fu... Epic series from this. God, this animation studio did. Um, what else did they do? I'm blanking on what else they they they've done. I don't. I didn't think it was powerhouse. The same people that did Castlevania. I thought it was a different company. But anyway, really cool. Different than you'd expect. Like Shaolin Master goes to Mexico to escape some stuff and teaches three kids kung fu, and they have to like, you know, it's similar. Trophy type setup, but, like, really well done, really cool action, like, different clash of cultures than you're used to seeing, and it you know, kept me going from episode to episode. Seis Minos, um, Blood of Zeus, anybody watch that? I think that is the same animation studio as uh, Castlevania. It,
0: that, it looks very much like Castlevania. I haven't watched it. Yeah. It's on my radar.
1: Kind of cool! Like, that was a fun watch. That's Not a heart heart, rating, huge commitment. Right? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Blood of Zeus and Blood. Dude, (laughs) Zeus. It's the full title. Yeah. yeah. But like an interesting, I would say, you know, if you're into the swords and sandals thing, you get your swords and sandals fixed from a show like that. Well done animation, like really slickly done. Like, I don't see anybody talking about that anymore. There was like a hype for like two or three weeks when it came out and that was it. But like this stuff should kind of live. Like if you're, I think if you watch those shows, Masters of the Universe should also be bundled some way with those shows and like shown to you in some fashion like where you can kind of explore animation that's a little bit more adult leaning that's like you you get your home without it like algorithmically somehow being every other box you see in the app or something you know if you want to watch I think I, I'll, I'll be honest I haven't watched Shira yet it's on, it's on my list um, but like maybe Shira and Voltron and Avatar and Korra should be a different adjacent niche or something like that you know i i i feel like there's a lot of potential in these shows they just get lost in the vastness of the netflix
0: stuff do you so you feel like the, re- the recommended feature this native to it isn't doing its job very well is that fair
1: maybe or just like sometimes yeah it just seems like it's it it feels not coherent in a in the way i, I want maybe and, and maybe i'm unique in this i i don't know but it, it feels like i like I I want to see stuff bundled in a different way. So like when I'm in the mood for animation like Blood of Zeus or something, I'm going to see a bunch more of that stuff in its own little home. And when I'm in the mood for something a little bit different, then it'll, you know, show me that stuff. I don't want to see Army of the Dead, Korra, uh, I don't know, like uh, Blood of Zeus and then some Kung Fu movie. You know, it's just like kind of.
0: Yeah, the, the top of the screen now, so to speak, uh, is more like what's popular. Yeah, there which seems to be a de-emphasis yeah. on what you might like over what everyone else is watching.
1: Yeah, even finding your own queue is like, or whatever they call it now, watch it's list. It's a whatever.
0: Bit, little bit of a scroll, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm, I mean, I've used I use this on my laptop, on my phone, on Apple TV, and a Chromecast. I, I'm I'm pretty confident this is like a system system level thing, not an app level thing.
0: Um, this is interesting. What is Netflix's purpose behind this change? I wonder, because it seems at least. From a surface view maladaptive to what the thing is supposed to do
1: yeah or maybe it's just too broad like they're trying to it seems like disney plus is is main like it just maybe maybe it's just the pedigree like disney is like well we're an ip content vault and the vault is sorted in the following shelves so choose your (laughs) shelf yes and there's a handy (laughs) robot at the front you tell it what you want and it will bring to you the shelf you know the 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 shelf multiple shelves with you know the, the, the things you want versus netflix comes from the internet days of like whatever you want we have it here's a giant thing just search for it or i, I and i'm just I'm, I'm speculating here but it, it just to. seems to come it's from netflix. a different it's a different dna and like i i get why the q maybe is de-emphasized now because like you don't have to queue something and wait for it to ship to you via the mail like it used to be. So whatever, just stream the thing. Find the box you want, click it, and it'll show up immediately. You don't why, why queue things it's, or put it on a watch list. But I, I personally, my way of is like I don't have seven hours in a row to watch something. Usually, I have a child, uh, and so I will find things I like after maybe watching an episode of a thing, and queue it up so I can store it for later consumption. And it's not doing me that favor anymore as well but also i think the 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 handy shelves of related things would 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 be nice instead of here's all all the things that are related to you that you like but in random order or what we think is algorithmically ranked order
0: yeah no you're absolutely your read is correct i just i the why is puzzling to me their their model is based on the idea that they have all the niches covered and they have them all what covered well so the idea that they're trying to bring back monoculture almost with this like top 10 thing they've got up there. Yeah. That seems I like don't. a bad business decision.
1: I mean, thankfully when cool stuff that I know via other means off Netflix means shows up, I know about it. I'll it, sometimes they'll they'll also send me an email maybe you, you see the same thing they're like we this show just, you know, new season or premiered or whatever. We think you'll like it. Here you go. Um and that that's okay, but like
0: Crunchyroll uh, I was I, quite good at that at least for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And be beti- you know between that and and really mostly like off Netflix means I I will find the thing I want to watch. Like that is not a problem. Like it's easy to go find it once I know the name of it or whatever. But in terms of categorizing and bundling, yeah, I I don't know. It's just seems haphazard to me. Would be nice to you know, rearrange this stuff because I think also shows like Space Manos for example, could use some more some more hype. It's a cool show. Even if it's even if it's not everybody's cup of tea, that animation studio should have its work on display so that more people demand stuff from them because I think they have a lot of potential.
0: Well, Avatar is such a cultural touchstone to come back to that that thought 40 minutes later that it seems like they would like want to push that and say like no no no, this is the new Avatar.
1: Right? Although so, I guess they're doing a live action show on that of on on that Netflix too, so maybe they're like, "That's the new Avatar." Wait for that. We'll put that at the top, oh, big banner.
0: Speaking of trailers, they got me hyped. I got the uh, the, the Cowboy Bebop. Uh, oh yeah! Oh, that's I'm so excited for that. I don't know why. Is this going to be a remake? <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> the same way, but I'm still hyped for it.
0: I, I, I think it's because the cast looks really perfect. They do. But then I remember Ghost in the Michelle and I thought all oh, about these things about the same thing and that did not work out so well for me. I was like, oh, this is a really good try. That is not as good as the original. <laughs> well shit. Yeah. I wonder if their internal their internal math suggests that they're better off exposing people to a larger breadth of their own content and they've chosen to do this top ten thing as the way to do that.
1: Maybe, but it's going to get, it's going to start to look homogeneous, right? Like at some point there's just 10 bangers on there, but everybody will have watched them. So is that going to then shuffle people to new things the way they expect, or is it going to take some other exploration to get you to some really fresh new area of the service?
0: Yeah. There's probably some value, probably a great deal of value to being, to having like, you know appointment television quote-unquote on Netflix on display but doing that at the expense of their like we've got something for everybody uh previous branding it's certainly going to be tricky for them
1: yeah that reminds me they haven't really broken into the there's one episode a week available of this thing instead of binge it all at once they don't they only do one of those models they don't they don't have both um which is interesting because then the it's hard to make an appointment when everything's available all at once. You can, you don't need one. Versus like Loki, right? Like, okay, every Wednesday, I wonder if being able to mix and match and play around with that might help them in the future. If they, if, I'm sure yeah. they've considered it nine million times by now. But
0: in that, in that regard, they've stuck true to their initial branding. I don't know. I, I feel silly questioning them, given that they have more money than God and Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, <right. So. laughs>
1: Clearly very successful. And no, I do pay right. them for their services, uh, still, <laughs> despite my gripes. So, yeah. you know, but I, I wish it could be better. And I, I, I would like to see some more of that. Those cool animated shows, uh, like the ones I mentioned. Um, there's a, there's a one based on the video game Dota. I don't play Dota, but uh, there's like another fantasy series animated in the Dota universe called Dragon's Blood. There's like stuff like that popping off all the time. Like how much, how how many people know about that? Like, is it really? Like there's a lot of cool animated stuff, and you know, on the the Geek Week stuff, they're announcing more stuff besides Masters of the Universe. I think there's like a Witcher show, and there's definitely more anime that they're producing via Netflix themselves. Like there's there's a lot of stuff there. It'd be nice if there was some way to explore that cohesively in the app.
0: Yeah, where I where I struggle with them a little bit is the stuff that isn't theirs has been de-emphasized so much that I don't know that it's there but I would still yeah. want to watch that if I knew it was there.
1: Yeah I feel you
0: but again, I'm guessing the, the internal math suggests that it's more important to pump their own to pimp their own stuff
1: that I would mean that makes makes sense at least from a business perspective
0: It's just hard to know I I, I certainly have that C value in having legacy shows on these things and somehow well, the thing I'm seeing more of right now that's very surprising is they'll uh, IP will be on two different services simultaneously <laughs> yeah. Like I think, I think Harry Potter is all is on HBO Max and Peacock right now.
1: Yeah. I don't, don't ask me why. <laughs> yeah. Well, I someone's some made someone paid someone a lot of money. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how long will that last? You know, it's like now you just need one of these like these websites that tell you like, okay, where can I stream this thing I'm looking for? Well. It's on Hulu, but you need a free month trial. It's four bucks over here. It's free on this thing until this date. It's then it goes away, and then I don't know. But then on this other day, three weeks from now, it pops up. Over. It's like, man, this ain't easy. Just I guess just buy the, just buy the movie already. Watch it whenever you want.
0: Oh, I've gotten so lazy about taking Blu-rays out, man. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but. <laughs> but I know. It's like oh, it's all the way over there. <laughs> i'm already reclined i, I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah i know i know man i know that is such a world problem
1: that's <laughs> true you want you know, th- that reminds me of one last thought on the video game topic is uh you want to talk about cutting edge like loading times are a thing of the past my friend <laughs> you, oh. you like games just like load levels instantaneously I, I even remember like trying to save you know try to save your game you'd have to wait there and watch the thing spin even on ps4 now, PS5 is just, like, immediate. Like, no wait whatsoever. Wow. That, that break you'd take, you know, while the level loaded or whatever, to go bathroom or get a drink or whatever, you, you don't have that anymore. You have to pause <laughs> as soon as you finish. Wow. It's uh, it's nice. Yeah, I bet. The future is here.
0: You just can't drive to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that future is, it, as, as William Gibson says, not evenly <laughs> distributed, so... <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to wait on the car part.
0: I was promised cars, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're not uh, talking—we're not talking uh, yeah, battery-powered uh, electric vehicles either, or flying cars. We're no. talking about gas-powered.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess they do have to computers. That's that's what they yeah, yeah, issue is,
1: but... exactly. But uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Is there a drop date for The Witcher Two or Witcher Part Season Two? I don't even fucking know what the hell. <laughs> yeah,
1: next next Witcher. I don't think so. I think it's. they just keep saying by the end of the year? It's like okay well december 31st i guess i don't know
0: okay that's fair that gives me a time frame that's cool
1: there's supposed I'm... to be like a witcher con or something coming up where like the, the tv stuff and the game stuff they're gonna have like a virtual con in july or something like that so i think they're trying to get all every, everybody's witcher hype up
0: i'm really excited for that even though that i don't think it's have like a show
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm also very excited i started reading the books just to get some more Witcher, and well, during this long wait, because it'll be like two years, I think, uh, between seasons here.
0: Um, oh, I'm so glad yeah. you said that because I, I want to know, how, are the games and books that different?
1: I have not played the games. Uh, Joe, my wife okay. has played the games, at least Witcher one and some of Witcher two, I think. Um, seems like they they've tried the games. Try to follow the story of the books but they kind of maybe mix and match i haven't gotten that far i mean there's a lot of books i think there's six or seven in the main story and before that there's two short story books i'm still in short story land i'm almost done with book two of the short story stuff but the stuff that i saw
0: they to preserve the bizarre chronology
1: yeah yes uh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh the the short stories for sure jump all over places. Yeah.
0: Before we can tire the beginning, we must <laughs> first begin at the end,
1: or near the middle, and work our <laughs> way out, and then back back through. Yeah. But it seems like the 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 games were more or less following the stories that I recognize anyway from the from the books as my wife was playing them. A, a lot of the things going to be. I think they're trying to make The Witcher a more you know sturdy franchise. Which hey, I'm all for it. Let's let's do this thing.
0: I think it popped pretty big for them. Yeah. They announced that that second season pretty damn fast. Not Jupiter's Legacy is canceled fast.
1: (laughs) We have a new standard, yeah.
0: Just, oh, wow.
1: Jupiter's Whiplash, more like.
0: Jesus. That's a bummer, too, because I was looking forward to a Magic Order television show. Have you guys covered that for Comic Strip, or will you? Jupiter's Legacy? No. (laughs) Magic (laughs) Order.
1: Uh, No, we have not. Okay. I'll add it to the list
0: i haven't read it it's just it's got wizards in it and it's drawn by olivier Clapel. so sounds
1: sounds like a solid foundation from which to work from
0: that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah i need to i guess once i start traveling again i'll be doing the reading stuff again cool uh it'll probably be for me doing jason aaron's thor run
1: oh nice yeah i read i've read part of it but not the whole thing i need to get i need to get to that
0: yeah in preparation for love and thunder Yes, which I have no idea because of pandemic, but is, is that that soonish i think
1: soon- yeah soonish next year i think yeah. they 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 wrapped filming, I'm pretty sure, so that's gotta mean within a year, right or so
0: usually generally speaking, yeah,
1: unless we have another pandemic to push things out but I'm, I'm hoping we can keep it to just one this century and see where we go
0: i felt I think it's a nice rate i think uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm I'm willing to accept that rate. <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, if we got to do it, uh, I'll sign to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is coming up on comic strip?
1: Uh, we are, uh, or we we have, we're 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 wrapping up the episode. We've read um, Amulet. I don't know if you've heard of Amulet series. is wildly popular with kids. I have heard of Amulet. Yeah. So uh, we we met the author uh, author and artist together. He's the one one singular creative voice for the whole thing, uh, Kazuki Kibuishi. Uh, really nice guy met him a long time ago in the texas book festival i think but anyway not not really related to why we cover on the show but um we're reading volume two of It's
0: gonna be an imagineer before he got into comics
1: yes yes he actually told me that himself right. <laughs> so yeah v- volume two of that and um what are we lazarus by greg rucka uh we're, we're in volume one of that uh that man loves his immortal beings uh storylines <laughs> between that and the old guard uh, different take with the Lazarus thing. Uh, interesting in its own right. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if that became some kind of film or TV franchise down the road. But uh,
0: they should let him write the new uh, Henry Cavill Highlander.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, he he likes people who can't die. It's a thing for him, I think.
0: How did that not come up? And right after an hour of talking, that Henry I don't, was making Highlander. That's true. <laughs> where where the hell was my head? On this?
1: <laughs> still, I mean, still not a Scottish guy, but whatever. <laughs>
0: Getting closer. Getting closer. <laughs> Not a half-blind Frenchman anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which, wow, there's a lot to unpack there.
1: <laughs> That's a whole other episode, and I think we need Keyshawn. <laughs> Just for the screams from the background alone. <laughs> there Keyshawn. can be
0: only one. Uh, I'm over here, Christopher. <laughs> Where? Ah, oh, God. Okay, I mean, he sounds cool. Don't get me wrong, but... yeah maybe don't give that guy a sword (laughs) (laughs) pardon my ableism
1: (laughs) yeah so much to wonder about that highlander reboot like so much i don't know are they going to start it the same way like are they going to defy our expectations and how they tell that story anew for a new generation of people
0: it's a fun ip
1: yeah long overdue for something
0: yeah i wish them all the luck and that, that that's a that's a nice little uh twofer there on the next episode yeah. How much emulate did you guys read?
1: Uh, we, we've we gone through volume two okay. for the show. Okay. Uh, but I've got I, I recently picked up like all the rest of it, I think. So we're, we're, we're going to get through a good chunk of it I think in the near future here. It's good. It's, I mean, that's another one that like how's that? How's nobody tried to tackle that? Like that's a great kids preteen and younger even like tween type story like that deserves some some kind of multimedia treatment
0: there are as we've discussed previously a number of strange ips that really just aren't sitting there
1: saga <laughs> hello anyone yeah
0: yeah Amulet although i does, guess does sound like one of them
1: i i, I just reread some quote from brian K. Vaughan. he says like i deliberately wrote this story so it's never adapted it's comics only that was the my whole purpose i'm like yeah but what if they waved like a billion dollars in front of you would you do it then <laughs> like <laughs> those those Lucasfilm people—they got a lot of cool stuff nowadays. You know the the whole the volume is very, very neat.
0: <laughs> Brian, the Maldives are really nice, man. I just, I just I gotta tell you, doing amazing things with the computers now and money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, Paper Girls is is becoming a show on Amazon Prime. I just I just read volume three. I'm way behind on that, but uh, I'm just trying to catch up a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Uh, that 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 has some uh, some some real potential to be really popular i think
0: i'm so behind i didn't realize morning glories was on hiatus
1: (laughs) i didn't realize that either
0: yeah although i don't know what the hell spencer's working on that he's not writing morning glories
1: he was on spider-man for a while right he was doing amazing spider-man and i don't know if he still is or not honestly he
0: he was very infamously on captain america
1: well yes of course and they moved him off into spider-man did be like go go please
0: (laughs) well I, i to be fair i don't think the story was bad i just the internet decided yes to hated hit and him in yes yes
1: of course i don't remember what he said but it seemed like he engaged incorrectly uh with the with the mob and maybe he did say some things that were uh, distasteful i don't i don't know for sure um but it seemed Soctris like had were not
0: him on happy. his pod a couple times what what i what i did catch was not untoward at all all right I, it may have just gotten too hot for marvel publishing such that it is
1: yeah maybe But yeah, I don't know if he's writing Spider-Man anymore. He might just...
0: I don't know if anyone writes Spider-Man anymore. That's how out of it I am. (laughs) (laughs) I know there's a Spider-Man robot in California now. That much I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, you've been listening to Full of Sun and Fury Podcast. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Sun and Fury Podcast are available at com or by subscription to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. This has been a Great Source Studios production. Copyright 2021 we